0: Welcome to ISA's Arbor Views podcast, a series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. For this edition, our guest is Sarah Mincy. Sarah is a doctoral candidate at Indiana University's School of Public and Environmental Affairs and her research focuses on the applications of lessons learned from rural community forests to urban forest management. In her study, Sarah has compared many principles and lessons from Eleanor Ostrom's work on governing the commons and how these findings can be applied to urban landscapes. Welcome Sarah, and can you explain some of the themes or findings from Eleanor Ostrom's research that have helped her develop principles of forest commons management?
1: Yes, and thank you so much for having me. Um, I should say at the start that Lynn Ostrom has recently won the Nobel Prize in Economics, and we're very excited to have her at Indiana University. And, uh, and so talk about the right place at the right time for me to be working and using right. her research as a foundation for my own research. Um, but, but Lynn has worked in many different resource systems over the decades of her, her research career. She's worked in irrigation systems, uh, agricultural systems, fisheries, and, and forestry. And she's always interested in asking the question, what allows communities to sustainably manage resources through collective action? And then what are the characteristics of the institutions, the rules and the norms that constrain the human behavior uh, that allows people to sustainably manage resources? And so Lynn's work, has produced a number of frameworks or uh, principles, I would call them. In 1990, she, she uh, published a book called uh, Managing the Commons, and in that book, she put forth eight design principles And these were principles that she found were in commonality between these different resource systems that were long-enduring systems or sustainable systems. And some of those design principles uh, include the fact that resource users can communicate. The rules must fit the local conditions and the local needs. External authorities have to respect the rights of the users uh, to devise their own rules because those people know the resource. Um, Monitoring and enforcement of the resource is important, and usually when locals do that, it's even more significant to sustainability. Uh, So the design principles have been very important for forest commons and they've been proven to be robust over time as people have tested them in different forest commons. In addition, she has more recently put forward a social ecological systems framework, which is a diagnostic tool that we can use in forest commons to ask the question, what characteristics of our social ecological system uh, allow us to be sustainable or create unsustainable circumstances. And she has four first tier variables that are significant to look at. We have to look at not just the resource system and not just the resource units, but we have to look at the community framework, the users, and then we have to focus on the governance and the institutions or the rules and norms that constrain people.
0: Okay, the word commons is used and evokes different ideas to different people. What's actually meant by the word commons?
1: So commons is uh, a term that is often confused in this literature. Um, common property is essentially property that is private but when a group of people own it in common and have some arrangements within, within their group about how they're going to share that private property. But uh, we're more focused on common pool resources which are resources that fall within a typology where we also include include public goods or public resources. We also include private goods, and we also include toll goods. Um, And the, the typology is based on two axes, the idea of subtractability and excludability. And common pool resources are the most vulnerable because they are both highly subtractable, but it's very difficult to exclude people from them. So for instance, let's think about an orchard. An orchard in in a space that doesn't have a fence around it. It's very hard to exclude people from it, especially when they see delicious apples growing on the tree. And then when I go take one of those delicious apples, it's subtracted from another person's use. It's one less apple that another person can have. And in general, all natural resource systems are common pool resources.
0: In managing rural and urban forests, what some of the similarities and differences that you see?
1: I think some of the similarities we're just beginning to see because what I'm trying to do with my research is test the theory of the design principles in urban forest management. So, so already I think what we see in urban forest management is a focus on partnerships, uh, that's one of the design principles, that we have to have nested enterprises in complex resource systems. So we can't just have, uh, for instance, one government controlling that resource. We have to work with local communities as well. And we have to work vertically in this polycentric nature as well as horizontally. So not just with higher or lower lower governances, but also uh, across cities, city to city or NGO to NGO. And I think urban forest management do that very, very well. Um, Some of the differences are what I'm really interested in, and I think that they're the challenges to managing urban forests sustainably. For instance, in rural community forestry, we often see, particularly in the indigenous communities, um, but also here in, 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 you know, first world nations where forests are used for timber management, there is a direct market for that timber. Or for indigenous communities in third world nations, there's a direct market in that it meets their basic needs, maybe for fuel wood. But in urban forest systems, the salience, the dependence on the resource is not as clear cut. I'm not sure that urban urban dwellers always recognize the significance of the urban forest in delivering ecosystem services that make their lives in a city livable. And sustainable and without that recognition of dependence on urban trees for creating the oxygen that we breathe um, and, the, and the livable environments then we that's a weakness in the ability of uh, community to collectively act to sustain the resource
0: and are we beginning to see some findings of this research applied to urban forestry and development planning
1: well, that's what I'm trying to do with some of my research. I'm working um, with the city government in Bloomington and with neighborhood associations in Bloomington, Indiana, where Indiana University is. And some of my research is taking place there. And uh, so it's interesting. We're working with neighborhood associations who have a history of collective action in other realms. Um, for instance, they, they might act um, as a homeowner's association to maintain property in similar fashions, right? Uh, that history of collective action Action really gives them a boost in being able to collectively act for other um, uh Interests and one of those interests might be sustaining the urban forest if we can get them to recognize how important it is. And by working with the city government and helping them to recognize the importance of working with neighborhood associations, that education uh, of the community and uh, just a source of direct labor, in fact, for planting trees along streetscapes and in private yards, that is a cycle that we're trying to build on. So it's working with the community, working with the the city government and doing research at the same time. So, I do see some of those principles uh, being applied in, in my own research and working with the city government that, that I'm working with. And I'm sure there's a, a lot more cases uh, that I could talk about. Um,
0: do you think that this uh, methodology has been more successful being applied to rural forest management as distinct from urban forestry? Is there some. Uh, Success?
1: Um, So, has rural forest management been more successful than urban forest management in general? Well, I I think that's a difficult question to answer. It depends on the context. I think what what we've learned from Ostrom's research through these different um, resource systems is that. What we tend to see is when there's a, a history of collective action in a community, that helps a community act, whether they're rural or urban. Um, when, when we meet these institutional design principles that she's put forth, when uh, when external authorities respect the rights of the community, when there's monitoring and enforcement, when there the boundaries are clear, when the resource users can communicate, these characteristics, whether we're in a rural or urban environment, it doesn't matter. those lead to effective um, governance and collective action which leads to sustainable resources and the fact that she's worked in irrigation systems where we're working across rural and urban environments often uh, proves that, that it works in both locations and in fact she even applied some of these principles to uh, police power in the city of Indianapolis and found that collective action was actually very effective in monitoring and enforcing laws like police.
0: Okay and what are some of the areas of further study in social and ecological systems that will affect the way we plan and manage urban landscapes and forestry?
1: Well I think that I would like to see through my research that the design principles and the social ecological system framework are applied to urban forestry. And I want to test those theories in urban environments and address specifically some of those differences that we talked about. Like, for instance, the um, the difference in perhaps the perception of salience of on the resource or the fact that Urban communities are often more transient, and so do they really communicate among one another to collectively act? And so those are the lessons from rural community forestry that I'm trying to apply uh, using Ostrom's frameworks and design principles, and I hope that that's a fruitful field and helpful. I think so.
0: Well, thank you, Sarah. That's been a very educational and enlightening discussion. Good luck in your doctoral studies, and uh, thank you for listening up with you.